culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Also, you're going to want to snag some fizzy Housewives-inspired rosé for yourself. It packs a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar, so you shouldn't be too hungover the next morning, but you're definitely going to get some, you're definitely going to get a good buzz. You're going to get litty city. Please keep sending me your photos. Like I have mine right here. I'm ready to mention it. Oh, baby. Please keep sending me your photos because I love when you send me like your Instagram stories of doing, doing like girls night out or girls night in or boys night in or orgies or like whatever vibe you're feeling when you're sipping some no filter rosé, please send it to me because I love seeing them and I love reposting them because I also like to show, you know, the haters that people are buying my wine. Holla, nofilterwine.com. Head over to nofilterwine.com to order your Housewives-inspired rosé today. I've got out. I'm ready to mention it all because that is the vibe that I am ready to dive into today. I'm ready to mention it all. Grab yours at nofilterwine.com. Um, this Tuesday, don't forget, Tuesday night, we're going live on the Instagram. We are wrapping up book club, Erica Jane's book, The Pretty Mess. I have it right. Here's my copy right here. We are breaking down the final three chapters this Tuesday. You can watch all of the book clubs. We break down three chapters a week. You can watch them all on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash justplainzack. If you want to join the book club live and do our quiz time and win some fun merch, you can go to at nofilterwithzack on the Instagram, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. We also go live every Thursday, same time, 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. And then I have a new episode coming up this Wednesday. I've got another lawyer on, and we are dissecting um, the Lisa Rinna copyright stuff because that was a big article in the New York Times last week. She's being sued by this paparazzi claiming copyright infringement because she posted a photo that they took of her and her daughters walking out in the street. 
And they're, they tried to sue her for like over a million dollars. So we're going to get into all of that on this Wednesday's episode of Zip with the Cast. Okay, today we have a lot to break down. We have The Real Housewives of Potomac reunion that just finished taping. And yes, Nicki Minaj was in attendance. We are going to be talking about The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which is coming to Peacock next month. The trailer just dropped. The release date just dropped. Megan, Ed, Ed, Megan King. I almost said Edmonds. Oops. Oopsie, oopsie. Megan King is married as of today. So we're going to talk about that because she's marrying somebody very high profile. And then we're going to talk about the producers, Evolution Media, getting subpoenaed for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills footage in regard to Erica Girardi slash Erica Jane. It's expensive to be her. her, her, her. We're going to break it all down. Let's dive into it. Okay, so first up, let's start with Ultimate Girls Trip, since that's what everybody is talking about right now, because the trailer just dropped this morning. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which is the mashup all-star series that taped back in April. It had Teresa Judice and Melissa Gorga from Real Housewives of New Jersey. From Atlanta, we have Kenya Moore and we have Cynthia Bailey. From New York, we have Ramona Singer and Luann De La Seps. And then from Beverly Hills, we have Kyle Richards. Riding solo, she's riding solo, she's riding solo. So the trailer comes out and it's like, and it has this like mashup of all some of like their most iconic scenes in Housewives history and says eight days, four cities, seven icons, one ultimate girls trip. And so it shows that, I mean, it looks kind of like a lot of nothing. It looks like they had a lot of fun. It looks like, you know, they get wild and wet and they're in the Turks and Caicos and they're in the water and they're on the bow and they're dining and they're in PJs and they're dancing and they're going out to dinner. And it looks like a very fun vacation. It looks like they definitely enjoyed themselves. Drama-wise, it looked like it was maybe like a 6 out of 10. I know a lot of people are like hyped up about it. I'm hyped up about it too. I'm excited to see it just because I'm excited to see what this first mashup sort of all-star series is going to be personally I'm like give me season two at Bluestone Manor with Dorinda and Brandy Glanville and Tamara and Vicky and you know that and Phaedra like that cast and Taylor Armstrong Oof, I'm ready for that I'm ready for that hot mess like that is going to be a good ultimate girls trip this one looks fun it looks cute um so of the drama that we do see hinted at, we see that there seems to be a little bit of tension between Cynthia Bailey and Kyle Richards. Cynthia seems to be irritated with Kyle, which was kind of hinted when they were doing press right after filming earlier this summer. And Kyle was like, yes, I did. I did get into a fight with another housewife and it wasn't Kenya. And so now we know it was And it, like they kind of teased that there was some tension. It doesn't look like it's all that. Well, I guess let's. So we see Cynthia and Kyle going at it about being Cynthia being irritated by Kyle. Then we see Teresa and Melissa going at it because I guess we're rehashing when Melissa joined the Real Housewives and she it was against Teresa's like blessing and Teresa didn't want them on and Teresa was holding out on her contract and she wasn't going to sign if Melissa and Joe were cast on the show. I believe Jacqueline Larita talked about that too when she was on my podcast a few months ago about how she's the one that ultimately convinced Teresa to end up doing the show that season because she was like, well, if you don't come on, if you are holding off and they're going to start filming, then you're not going to be in control of the narrative. And at least if you sign and you do the show, you can control, you know, your your narrative and like your story about like how you feel betrayed by them or whatever. Otherwise, it's, it's just going to look like, you know, they ran you off the show. 
We also see there's major tension between Ramona and Kenya. Obviously, we're, we know the, the two of them are very, you know, good about getting into the drama and, and making waves in the ocean. So there seems to be tension there. And Ramona's like, fuck you. And Kenya's like, don't tell me, fuck you, Ramona. And she's getting in her face. But again, like the drama, like it looks like a fun, wild ride, but it doesn't seem super drama induced. Like I would be cool if this were like a three part special. Okay. This were three episodes and we kind of got to see like a little bit of fun, a little bit of drama. And, you know, obviously we left some conflict resolution this looks like it's going to be a pretty long, like, series. So the first three episodes of Ultimate Girls Trip are going to drop. They're going to air on Peacock on November 18th. It's U.S. only, so I don't believe anybody can watch it internationally because I believe Peacock is only available in the U.S. as of right now. We know it's uh, NBC's platform. It's their version. It's their streaming service is Peacock. And so it doesn't... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm excited about Ultimate Girls Trip, I think. But they're dropping the first three episodes, which tells me that there's going to be a lot of episodes. Like, is this going to be an eight-episode series? Because they were there for eight days, and we're going to see every single day as another part. Because to me, that just feels... It feels a little too long, and it feels like a little too much. For me, I would be like, okay, let's keep it at four episodes. And even that's sort of pushing it. You know, four episodes based off of what we saw in the trailer... Like, if you're going to bring in all of the all-stars, you want, like, a major all-stars, like, shebang, you know? And we, we brought in some big stars. There's no Bethany and there's no um, Nini, but, you know, we have, we have Kyle. We'll see what it brings. It's unclear of how many episodes there are going to be exactly. I don't want, I don't need a daily chronicle. I thought four episodes would have been plenty, but if they're dropping the first three episodes and then they're saying that new episodes will air every Thursday after that, then that tells me that we're probably going to get at least, what, six, maybe seven episodes. Again, I would have been totally cool if we would have only done three episodes, but we'll have Ultimate Girls Trip all throughout the fall. So download your peacock right now. I want to see your peacock, cock, your peacock, your peacock, cock, your peacock. Megan King is getting married. Going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. She's marrying uh, President Joe Biden's nephew. I believe his name is Cuff. It's C-U-F-F-E. I, I think that's Cuff. It's not Koof. Is it Koof? Koof like a queef? That doesn't sound right. Anyway, I'm going to call him Cuff. I know you'll drag me in the DMs and in the comments for how I mispronounced his name. So thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. Thank you for holding me hashtag accountable. Cuff Owens obviously is the nephew of Joe Biden. So Joe Bi President Joe Biden and the first lady did go to the wedding, which happened today. And it seemed a little like fast and furious that Megan King is marrying Cuff Owens or Koofy Owens or Queefy. Owens. That's disrespectful. And people are going to get mad at me, but fuck it. Um, they got married. They just went Instagram official like a month ago. And wasn't she like just married like not that long ago? And she like just recently got divorced to Jim Edmonds because isn't he like a hot fucking mess? I don't remember. Look, you know, I'm, I've am i been honest and I just started OC last year. So I haven't caught up on all the original seasons of OC. I just know Megan King as the Nancy Drew that took down... Um, was it Brooks, the one that faked the cancer with Vicky? She was like the detective and she like dismantled his whole cancer story. So I don't know much about her, but I do believe that she is pretty and she's getting married today. 
And so Kelly O'Dell, O'Do- sorry, Kelly O'Donnell, who's the White House correspondent, she tweeted out this morning because it's 2021, and that's how we deliver our news on Twitter in an official tweet from the White House correspondent. She said, hold up, wait a, bit, wait a minute, everybody. We got a wedding today, and the president and the first lady are going to the wedding, and Cuff is marrying Megan, and she was a real housewife of Orange County housewife, but we're going to pretend that she wasn't a real house of Orange County housewife. We're going to pretend that she's some nice lady that Cuff met not on Tinder and they're going to have a very happily ever after wedding because the president is coming and he's not trash. And so congratulations to Megan and Cuff or Koofy. Real Houses of Potomac, the reunion has been filmed and we had a surprise drop in by none other than Miss Nicki Minaj. She came, she t- she filmed a brief segment with the ladies. So according to Hollywood Life, Nikki showed up late in the day, like at the very end of taping, at like 9 p.m., showed up, got to sit down with Andy Cohen, and she got to ask each of the women about three or four questions. She apparently really laid into Candace, which as she should, apparently her barbs, her fans, sent in some questions for the ladies via DM. So that's what helped her put together the questions that she asked the women, and she apparently dragged Candace according to a source that reported this to Hollywood Life. Mia even reposted it, and she was like, Pimp, where you at? Look at Candace is getting dragged. And so I'm glad to see that, because after watching this most recent episode of Real Housewives of Potomac, which I watched this morning, like, Candace is awful. She is terrible. She is not good television. She is not a very nice person. Like, poor Chris. Like, I pray for Chris's soul, because no sex is that good. Sorry, but Candace is not. I mean, she's calling Mia a concubine. She's calling G a pimp. She's calling G the master. She called Ashley Darby, um, her husband, a slave, a slave owner, and basically implying that Ashley is a slave. And Candace just doesn't know when to stop. And Robin's like, you know, Candace, you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. But I'm glad that Giselle was very much like holding Candace accountable and be like, no, you can't put your fingers in people's face. You can't be instigating. This really seems like you. You can't be mentioning people's mamas. Like, don't be talking about no mamas, all right? You leave the mamas at home where they, you know, are out of the drama. No mama drama. Baby mama drama, maybe, but no mama drama. So Giselle was very much like, Candace, that was wrong. And it seems like you didn't really learn anything. It feels like we went through all of this in vain, which I agree with. It feels like we went through this whole thing with Candace and being like, I'm traumatized and I need to put signs around the house to tell me and remind me that I'm safe. And like, not to take your trauma away from you, but it's like, why would you try to put yourself back into that same situation? And she's like getting in Mia's face and she's like, I went through this last year. You're going to start with me. You better finish it with me. Have some lettuce. Oh, my God. Candace is is insufferable. She's insufferable. And her husband is just as much of a clown on Twitter. So I don't on the show. He comes off a lot better. But then you see him on social media and he's a clown. Chris is a clown. He needs to go and, you know, clock in his shift at McDonald's and like do his job over there because I ain't interested in any of his drama. Thank you. Next. But it does look like Nicki Minaj is going to be delivering at this reunion. I know a lot of people had some hot opinions about it because of her husband, who, you know, we've now seen that there were, I talked about this on Jacques Peterson's podcast, Unpopular, about her husband who was accused of rape back when he was in high school. I believe it was about like 25-ish, give or take, years ago. There was a 
a girl that he knew within the neighborhood. He's claiming that they were in a relationship together. She's claiming they were not in a relationship together, and he forced her to have sex. She ended up pressing charges against him. He served time. And I believe they're trying or his legal team was trying to like get it expunged or tried to like get it like they wanted her to now in recent years come forward and retract her statement. That way he wouldn't have to file as a sex offender with wherever he decided to move. Nikki Minaj has come out and tried to defend him. Obviously, that's her husband. So a lot of people are not a fan of Nicki Minaj for that reason. There was also, so in addition, so the woman is claiming that she's being harassed by them because they want her to retract her statement. She says that this was all kind of rehashed because Nicki Minaj was addressing it on Twitter. It's messy. It's messy. And she was just on, I believe she was on The Real with Garcelle. It was actually a really good interview. And at first I was a little skeptical because I'm like, why now? Like, what is the reason you're all of a sudden coming forward? But when you watch the interview, you can tell that this woman is still very much like emotionally affected by this ordeal and like does not want to be part of this. Like it's not a, you know, Gloria all red fake tears press conference sort of situation. Like this girl really has been this woman. She was a girl. She's a woman now. She's been through a lot and my heart does go out to her. So I understand why some people are upset with Nicki Minaj. Um, I mean, it is her husband, you know, I, I don't condone it. I don't I don't like what he did. I don't like the harassment that it seems that they've been throwing this woman's way, trying to get her to retract her statement. She very much seems like she just wants to put that in the past and move forward with her life and not have anything to do with either of them. Okay, last bit of news that we will dive into is Erica is now being dragged in a new article in the New York Times. And I know on one of the recent interview, one of the recent Instagram lives, I talked about being interviewed for a New York Times article. And I will confirm that this was the article that I was interviewed for. Matt and I did speak and he did interview me for this piece. And then obviously when the piece came out, I realized that I my interview had been cut and I had seemingly been replaced by Heather McDonald. Obviously, Heather McDonald is a much bigger name in the podcasting world and her podcast numbers are much larger than mine. I'm not saying that's why I was cut and replaced by Heather McDonald, but believe her and I couldn't have given much more. Actually, I take that back. I think I may have been able to provide some much deeper insight than Heather McDonald was able to, but she is a bigger name. And you know what? The New York Times is doing their J-O-B. Um, so according to the, new art- to the new New York Times article, Jay Edelson has sent a subpoena for unaired footage that he believes may be helpful to his investigation into Erica Girardi, Erica Jane. Uh, For those that aren't familiar or or know the name, but don't remember who Jay Edelson is, he's part, he's really part of the reason why this whole scandal was tipped off to begin with. He was one of the first people to drag Erica into this last fall. He's the one that claimed that their divorce was a sham. So he is representing the Boeing clients, former clients of Girardi Keese, representing the families of the Boeing, Boeing plane crash. So these are the orphans and the widows that he is representing. So I have spoken to him briefly via Twitter, and he has clarified that he is not charging any legal fees. He's really just doing this out of the kindness of his heart to help these orphans and widows because he's been so horrified by all of this. Um, As you know, I am very skeptical 
just because you see people like Tom Girardi, you see people like Ronald Richards that are claiming, you know, they're people that claim that they're doing things for the victims. And, you know, we find out that there are ulterior motives later on. In my brief communication with Jay Edelson, I actually believe that he is doing this for the right reasons. I have invited him on my show. I hope he will come on my show. He says that he's thinking about it. I would love to have him on my show because I feel like I would be able to provide him with a very different type of interview than a lot of other podcasts that he's done will do. I know he's done Kate Casey's podcast. I believe he's done Juicy Scoop as well. I don't feel like I would give a similar Juicy Scoop or Reality Life interview. One, because we're three very different people. Um, And I know he's done other interviews in the past, but I feel like everybody's operating from the same lens and everybody's operating from the same lens of Erica being guilty and being fully knowledgeable. And that's not to say that I would defend Erica in any way, but I always like to look at things objectively. I always like to come and play devil's advocate because I feel like when we look at things from different perspectives, it helps us give put all the puzzle pieces together and give more context to what's actually going on and understand the law so much more. I feel like, you know, in trying to look at things from a different lens, I'm learning so much more about the law. I'm learning so much more about the Girardis. I'm learning about Tom. I'm learning about Erica. And I feel like it just, I don't know, I feel like I've been going to law school lately. And so I feel like Jay and I would have a really good conversation and we would have a really good, um, you know, rapport and we would get some really good new information about the case out that maybe isn't being public because I wouldn't be coming from that same lens that I think a lot of other podcasters are asking questions from. So fingers crossed, I do hope Jay ends up coming. I think I'll reach out to him later this week again with like some dates and times and be like, hey, if you're interested to hear some dates and times, let's see if we can make this happen. I would really love to have him on the show. If you happen to come across Jay Edelson on social media, tell him he needs to come and do the No Filter podcast. Let him know what you get from the No Filter podcast and why he should do it. Obviously, I know there is a gossipy, pop culture-y, you know, tabloid-y nature or brand or uh, vibe associated with the No Filter brand. So I, you know, I also am a little cheeky. I'm a little shady. So it's a little less buttoned up. And so there is going to be some of that resistance from people. I understand that. But I also feel like I've done some really good deep dives and had some really good interviews with legal experts and commentators that I feel like Jay would be a great addition to help fill in this piece of the puzzle. So let him know. But anyway, back to the subpoena. So he subpoenaed, he sent a subpoena out to uh, not Bravo, but Evolution Media, who produces Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, asking for footage that may be helpful in determining whether or not they can continue to pursue their lawsuit against Erica Jane. What does the subpoena mean exactly? I'm not sure. I mean, I would imagine that there would be weeks, if not months, of unaired footage that they would have to go through. Because you think about it, she's been on the show since, what, season six? That's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's six seasons that she's been on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So that's six seasons of footage that they would have to go through. And it's not just the clips or the episodes that we I mean imagine how long it takes for us to get through binging an entire what 20 22 24 episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills but going through unaired footage which is just hours and hours of filming Erica in her home filming Erica's you know dinner with Tom Girardi filming Erica going on trips going to Chicago all of these scenes that we would have 
I think that would be very time consuming. And I don't know what Jay Edelson would necessarily be looking for. But I do know that you wouldn't be asking for the footage if you didn't already have a angle or direction. I mean, either you know the direction that you're going in or you have no direction in which you're going in and you're just trying to get everything you can. That's what I feel is like Ronald Richards angle. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know where to look. He doesn't know where to go. And he's just, you know, throwing everything at the wall and hoping something sticks. I feel like Jay Edelson is a lot smarter than that. And I feel like Jay will probably, if anybody's going to get some justice for the victims, I actually have a little more faith in Jay Edelson. I don't know too much about him. I haven't interviewed him. I haven't had much communication with him, but I'm, I'm optimistic about this one. Um, so we'll see. I hope Jay ends up coming on coming on the show. Hopefully he's able to find something in the footage that can help the victims. Um, I would love to kind of have a conversation with him and see, like, why is he going after Erica specifically? What about, you know, Keith Griffin? With, what about uh, David Lira? What about Tom's daughter? What about the other lawyers in the firm? What about the other employees that worked for Girardi Keys? Like, I want to know what's going on with all of them. I want to know why are the, any of them being dragged into lawsuits personally? Cause like they were the lawyers with the fiduciary responsibility to these clients. I would just love more details into that entire Boeing lawsuit. So we shall see what happens. I did also watch Real Houses of Salt Lake City. I hate that like I'm watching this new season play out and I'm actually starting to like Jen Shaw because she is humble. She is showing humility in this situation with Brooks and Meredith. And she's coming off very likable. Knowing how this all plays out, I'm like, fuck, we're going to like not end up liking her at the end of this. And I'm okay with not liking her at the end of this. But I'm like, why do you have to be so likable right now when we know how this all plays out and we know that you're scamming all these old people? We'll see. I know a lot of people want me to do more legal deep dives into Jen Shaw. We will. As it plays out more on the show, we will dive into Jen Shaw furthermore. So until then, let's just watch Real Houses of Salt Lake City as we go. I like that she apologized to Brooks. I like that she took ownership. She took accountability. She was like, I wasn't the one that liked it. But at the end of the day, it is my Twitter account. And I do need to own it. And, you know, Lisa Rinna would be so proud of me in this moment. And I'm like, yes, Jen, own it. Own it. Apologize. What is it? Say it. Regret or say it. Forget it. Write it. Regret it. Or like it. Like it. Regret it. At this point, we need to add that to to that Durandaism. Because apparently everyone's getting in trouble for liking tweets on the Twitter. Lisa Barlow and Whitney, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't hate their little beef, their tension. It seems, you know, it's not that deep. I don't fully understand it. I feel like Lisa Barlow really just is one of those unbothered people. And Whitney is one of those people that like really needs validation and approval from people. And I love Whitney and I love Lisa Barlow. I love them both. This drama to me is just, eh, it's a little meh. But I was loving when Mary walked in to who uh, Whitney's house when she walked in and she's like, oh my God, girl, Tom Girardi was in a plane crash and he was ejected and he was ejected from the plane through the roof and he fell into a neighborhood 30 feet on the side of the freeway. And then the kids are sitting there watching it like, you know, Kyle Richards and all of us as we're watching Erica Jane stories. And then they're like, but did, did she survive? And she's like, no. But I'm ready to turn up in here. And everyone's like, what the actual fuck? But did she go have eye surgery after this, Mary? We need details. We need follow-ups. Like, what happened after? Was it snowing? Was that why she was ejected from the jet? 
I need more answers. And did Tom's, uh, did Erica's son go and help her? Because we have, we have questions. I have a lot of questions, Mary. Give me more of those answers. I would love, at this point, I, I think I want to interview Mary. Um, I'm becoming wildly fascinated by her. And yeah, I just, I, I'm loving me some Mary Crosby. Give me more of it. I, I hate that I'm saying that because she made me cringe last season. And she still kind of makes me cringe. And her fashion is awful. You would think with all of her money, she could hire a stylist. But at this point, um, I'm, she's, she's warming up. She's, the ice, the Salt Lake City ice in my heart is being warmed up by Mary's quirkiness. And I'm not afraid to admit that. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I hope to talk to you at book club tomorrow night, this Tuesday. Um, and yes, please give me a follow on the Instagram. As you'll notice, I went to this house of spirits. It was like a, a haunted house with like all of these like different haunted rooms. It was really fun. There were like like yet it was kind of like a um an like an escape room ish, but like haunted. They had like a ceremony, and everyone was. I mean, most people were supposed to dress up. I dressed up in like a. It was like this all black like pleather because I don't do real leather because I don't want PETA to kill me or throw blood at me because I'm a celebrity. Um, But I, so it was like this, like Kim Kardashian meets Crystal Minkoff meets Dorit sort of matrixy vibe. It was all black and it was all pleather and it felt very sexy and very, you know, very fun. It was, well, pleather, like almost latex-y, Similar to like what Kim Kardashian and Courtney wore a couple years ago when they were in Paris together. Maybe I'll pull up that photo. And but Kim's was like it was uh, latex, and hers was all brown. But I feel like black leather is the vibe right now. There was even another bitch that went to this thing as well, and she was also wearing all black leather. And I looked at her, and she looked at me, and she like hated me because obviously I like went one up a notch. Because I was like, you know what? It's Halloweeny. It's like dark, you know, because there were like di- different like witchy cocktails that we were doing. So we were doing like cocktail tastings and escape rooms. And there was like a big um, Ouija board where I was like, am I going to get laid tonight? And the Ouija board said death. Yes. And I was like, okay, but I didn't. I didn't get laid. So there was that. But anyway, the look itself, I just needed to like give it a moment because we needed to like soak in this moment. Cause some people were like, Ooh, you're giving me Dorit vibes. And I was like, dress like there's no tomorrow. And then tomorrow do it again. And, but I also kind of felt like it was like similar to like Kim Kardashian's all black Met Gala vibe. And also the, um, Crystal Minkoff's ugly leather pants that I still don't think are ugly. And so I made sure I tagged her in the photo and she loved it. And she said that I was just the cutest, which made my soul so happy because you know, I love me some Crystal Minkoff, even though some of y'all be hating on Crystal Minkoff, put some respect on her name. She's going to be great. I feel like she might have a a tougher season next season, though. I feel like season two is always tough for the the housewives. Their second season is always a rough one. So I predict that she may be going through it in in this next season. But I believe in the end, she'll end up winning us over. But until then, thank you for listening to my, my House of Spirits little night adventure. I had a lot of cocktails. Not They weren't as strong as I wanted them to be, but... I did have a lot of cocktails and I enjoyed it and I had a good night. And then I ate some steak and fries at the end of it. And now I'm like puffy and like bloated and I'm like, Oh, I need to work out tomorrow. And then I was like looking at photos and like noticing that like, I think I need a little filler because my laugh lines are like so intense. That's what happens when you have to stare at yourself all day, every day. <sighs> 
struggles of being a podcast influencer. All right. Well, thank you guys. Remember, I just want to end this episode with these parting words of wisdom. Dress like there's no tomorrow. And then tomorrow, do it again. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach to, to check out my all black leather look. It was very like Matrix-y, but like still very fashion-y, but also a little Halloween-y. Let me know how you would describe it in a comment because um, I'm curious as to see like what the objective outside perspective is. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow the show at No Filter with Zach. We have book club this Thursday and we go live, or sorry, book club this Tuesday and we go live every Thursday. On the Instagram today, I will be posting a poll to figure out what our next book club book is going to be. I think it's going to end up being Not All Diamonds and Rosé by Dave Quinn. Maybe we'll do like a comparison between that and The Housewives by, um, oh fuck, what's his name? Brian, Brian. I don't remember his last name. Sorry, I still have, you know, I had more than No Filter Rosé last night, so my brain is still a little wonky. But anyway, thank you guys. Give us a follow at No Filter with Zach. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell notification button. That way you're always getting that tea fresh. Hit that thumbs up button and a comment below. Letting me, letting me know your thoughts of one, my outfit, and this week's episode of Housewives and all that tea. And are you ready for Ultimate Girls Trip? Because I don't know if I am. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye.